Welcome to AI Nerd, AI with Attitude. Today I have with me three-time Scottish PGA champion, Chris Kelly. Chris Kelly, how the hell are you? I'm doing fine, mate. How are you? I'm doing well. A um, little backdrop for the 36 people watching this. that uh, When I got to do my lifelong dream tour to Scotland, uh, I got the, the the privilege of not only going to hang out with you by force and by by contract um, of the agreement of what I signed to go to there, but also we got to play a little golf together. And and I, I found that you'd be one of the greatest storytellers and not only probably the best ball striker I've ever seen. Um, and I've only, I've only played golf with six people, so I, I mean you really are well, well, a league above. But I'm thank you for joining that. me. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having a wee chat. Yeah, absolutely. And. Uh, I've got to know you. I'm, I'm going to take a breath. I talk too much as it is. Tell me about you, your, your, you know, who you are, golf aside, just let them have it. Well, let me see. I Obviously, I, I play golf or played golf for a living. I played golf for a long time, probably circa maybe 20 years. Um, and that 20 years had varying levels of success, let's say. Um, didn't quite get to manage to get to my absolute dream of playing golf on the television, unfortunately, but um, certainly had a lot of um, interesting and and great times along the way. As you say, um, winning the Scottish Championship three times, which I think to date only maybe six people have done uh, three times or more. Um, I won the Scottish Order Merit and and also the Northern Open, which are the three biggest things in the country, won them all in the same year. So I was the first person to do that for, I think, maybe 80 years. Um, outside of that, um, I love a gig. Um, for some of your American viewers, my favourite band would be The National, um, who I believe are kind of from Ohio, but uh, met up and started up in New York. Um, love a podcast. Um, what else? Let's see. Um, quite like uh, football, which you guys would call soccer. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, obviously, a few beers along the way, etc. Uh, whilst whilst doing some of these uh, activities, but yeah, you know, you, you, and you have. Uh, I was thinking as a Scott, you would, you guys all shave your beards during the COVID times. So Did y'all have beards anyway? But you've just taken yours to like. A whole new level. Well, do you know what? Um, we did this thing in, in the UK called uh, Movember, where yep. you're supposed to start off clean shaven and then you grow your beard for, uh, I think, testicular cancer charity or something like that. Um, I kind of grew the beard about, oh, what, maybe, well, maybe had it for about six or seven years, but. Um, I realized that uh, the more hair I had in my face, the less ugly I looked. So <laughs> I thought, I'm just going to go for it and just see if I can get it down to, you know, kind of mid-chest uh, is the ultimate goal. So shave the sides every now and then, try and leave it to grow at the front there, and just hide the ugly. So That's great. Well, we'll use this video for your Match.com uh, profile. And perfect. Perfect. You know, and we'll see what we can get. I mean, there's there's got to be a couple girls left in, in Dundee or... St. Andrew. Oh. 
<laughs> Dundee, oh, let's not go there, let's not go there. But they, they, we, do have a, we do have a new influx of students, um, but uh, unfortunately I keep getting older as they stay the same age. Great reference there. Very, very few of them have uh, father issues. <laughs> yeah, they are, uh, and so may, maybe you, uh, you could just be a mentor and maybe see if one's got a single mom or uh, <laughs> see where that goes. That's my only chance for the St. Andrews student is uh, they have a single mother. Uh, you know, and you know, we, we were, you know, I caught, I've stayed up with you since my, uh, my wonderful trip there getting to, you know, I, I didn't realize this before coming there. So I went to St. Andrews, I got this trip for my 40, it took me two years to, to get to go. You go there. Um, and I, I, uh, I, I, I guess what's called balloted for the, the old course. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and I, I learned a term called, I, I swam the channel. You want to, yes. you want to talk. And I didn't realize how lucky that means. So if, you know, we're going to yes. talk about a few things today, but um, if you go to St. Andrews, you can actually buy a uh, pass. We get to be way in advance to actually get to play for sure. It's, it's, it's St. L old course. I could have done this. <laughs> it took me two years. I didn't know this. So I went the old gamble gamble route. Tell me what swim the swam the channel means and how lucky I was to actually get to go play. So if you swim the channel, it's a it's a it's a I I think it's a Glaswegian thing, All right? So I'm from Glasgow, um, which is obviously west coast of the country, and Glaswegians are um, typically typically quite um, straightforward and um, cruel. To one another, let's just say. So it generally, swam the channel generally means uh, is in reference to your girlfriend. So if your friends perceive that your girlfriend is too good looking for you, you have swum the channel. So kind of like punching, right? You you know you're batting above your average or whatever. I picked your coverage, whatever the term would be. Right? Yeah, yeah, whatever you would, whatever you swam the channel, and, and I believe I, I don't actually know where it comes from, but. Swimming the channel used to be a great feat. Um, I suppose it still is. It's like 26 miles or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a few more people have done it now, but I suppose it's still quite a good feat. So it kind of comes from that and it, it originates from your girlfriend being uh, uh, far too good looking for you, um, which uh, you've achieved, my friend. So there you go. Um, and... As far as getting a game in the ballot on the old course, you're probably looking, they probably have about 300 people enter the ballot any one day in the mid- midsummer. Three, four hundred, probably about 300. And I reckon probably about 50 of them get a game. Um, now, that's not to say that you might. Um, you may get a game, but you might get a game with three guys who you don't know. Um, you may get you may get a game with your friend who you come with. You might not. Um, so it is a bit of a lottery, and there's quite a lot of people who come to St Andrews doing what you did, which was not go for the guaranteed time. There's a lot of people who come and and unfortunately leave pretty disappointed because who wants to be the guy that comes to Scotland and says he didn't play the old course to his pals when he goes home? There's not many, you know, and I, I feel, I think like a lot of guys that come 
to do what you did and don't get as lucky. I think they just tell their pals they played it. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, well, fantastic. You know, really enjoyed it. Smashing, you know, had a great time. And um, I made a three on the road hole and, and whatever, you know. And, and do you know what? No one, makes, okay. no one makes a three. I did hit the green and then chunk my putt, but I didn't make a 30-foot. No, very, very few, very, very few make a three. Can't rem- I can't actually remember the last time I made three at 17. Can't remember. I, I, I hit the green. I had a 40-footer for birdie. I had it right oh, well, we're on here, I've got my um, my Ryder Cup cup here. Are you drinking um, scotch? Is that just straight scotch? Uh, no, it's a beer, but um, I have my um, 2010 Ryder Cup, which I'm pretty sure Europe won. This was the scene of the. Um, this was the. This was the year of the um, of Corey Pavin and the the Americans with the waterproofs that leaked. Oh, that's. Do you remember that? Yes, <laughs> that was that year. So there you go. Wet dogs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, so I I, uh, I I enjoyed very much. Sanders. I me and my the guy that I'd gone with, we we both got to play together, which was great. And during that round, uh, you know. I learned, I learned a term of, uh, well, I kept, I, I had, I had three bogeys on the round, I think. And each one was from like 80 yards, which is like my go-to wedge. And I was so excited. And then I just bounced the damn club into the ball and 10 feet over the green every time. And the caddy goes, well, that's not very Scottish of you. <laughs> and I can't say this. And so I learned the eight iron chip from 80 yards. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I used it the rest of the week. I was so happy. And I, and I can't get away from it now where, I was like 16 out of 18 for birdies after learning that shot. I was like, this is so much easier than a wedge. <laughs> yeah. Roll it in. So it's a, it gave me a perspective of, of my word to be a good golfer internationally. You have to be so good because learning to play in Scotland and then learning to play in the U S let's say, in yeah. Florida, you know, and you've played in Florida and other places, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a, if no, the, everyone is an average golfer at best watching this. Um, what do you tell somebody to, to say, how do you play better golf without having to be able to do that? Like without having to know all these shots. Like what do you tell someone? God. Um, the, the one thing I would say, well, uh, there's quite a few, but the easiest thing to do is play. So play to play to your game, right? So if you're a, if you're a, 15 handicapper right your your goal at the start of every hole should be to give yourself a putt for a par on that hole right regardless of how far it is right so if it's a 220 yard par three instead of trying to hit it on the green in one and two putt you can get on the green in two so it takes a bit of pressure off your first shot Everybody's trying to hit that perfect shot when essentially they can't, right? Because, you know, they, your average golfer, it's not that they're not good at the game, it's that they don't play it enough. So they, put, they have too much expectation because they've literally just watched Dustin Johnson shoot 20 under at Augusta, right? And they go, that's easy. That looks easy. And it does look easy when he does it. But what you've got to remember is all that time that you're at work, he was at the golf course, right? And 
if he was to come and do your job, he would make it look extremely hard, whereas you make it look extremely easy because you've been doing it all your life. So the first thing I would say is take some pressure off yourself and, and actually try and just play to the, your, your ability and try and gradually improve. Don't go for, well, I, once I hit this green, you know, like, don't go for that. Don't go for the, 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 the miracle shot. These guys can pull off the miracle shot because it is not a miracle shot to them. It's a shot they practice and they work on and they, they, they try hard to do it. And they don't do it every time. That's the other thing. They, they, they don't perform these shots all the time. They perform them most of the time, but that's because they practice it and they work at it and they, they, they do it every single day. Whereas your average guy or girl that heads out onto the golf course once a week, they stand on the first tee and they think they should hit it 275 yards down the middle of the fairway and, and wedge it on the green to four feet and, and hold the putt. When in actual real terms, they're going to hit it 75 yards offline or, you know, something. You're going to hit it 170 yards and 40 yards offline into the junk and they'll get in there and they'll find it and they'll think, oh, I've got a bit of a lie here but there's three trees in the way but I can, I can get through those trees and hits the tree and then hits them and all of a sudden, before you know it, they've, they've made 10. Whereas if they say to themselves on the first tee, right, probably not going to hit this green in two. So I'll make it my task to get there in three and incrementally improve. You know what I mean? So if you can become, if you can make yourself a good putter and just try and give yourself a putt for a par on a hole, it doesn't matter how many, how, how, how long that putt is. You'll hold some, you'll miss some, but you'd be amazed how quickly your score reduces. You know, just by, not by doing anything different, just by having a slightly different approach to the game. You know, and I, I, I've said this, you know, I, I was, uh, it was an interview recently with uh, the former number one world racquetball player in the world, a friend of mine. And he said something similar where he said, you know, it, you know, you know, it's the mindset, right? So you clone yourself and you have the, and you have a slightly different mindset. You don't win an amateur tournament as a golfer. You could have the exact same swing, same abilities, but if you can't think like that, let's say of, another way of approaching any problem. Like, so, you know, if you come outside of golf and just think like, you know, right now Scotland's shut down, shut down for tourism. And, you know, I think mm -hmm. you're on to doing something else. And so if you don't keep your mind right to do something else, your chance of being successful at anything is probably going to go in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, you do what you yeah. got to do to, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, your current par in life is, is not playing golf. Right. I mean, it's, no. it's a different part. Well, no, sticking with golf for a second. Um, the reason I would win golf tournaments isn't necessarily because I was a better golfer. It was because I, I had a better competitive nature and had a better sense of when a moment was important. You know, so when you're playing a golf tournament at, at my level, right, which is not the television, but better than a lot, um, you can't afford a double bogey, right? So you can't afford... So a double bogey, what happens when you make a double bogey? You've made one mistake and then another one. 
You've made two mistakes in the one hole. So you can't afford to make two mistakes in the one hole. And something that always stuck with me was something that my dad said to me um, when I was playing golf. Um, he, he said to me, he said, Chris, he says, always remember, one good decision leads to another. Interesting. So if you make one good decision on the golf course, you, you almost automatically get a positive result, which leads to another good decision and so on and so on and so on. And that takes you forward. And similarly, one good shot leads to another. You know, I've taken your advice, you told me, was if you're nervous, pick the club without a hosel. That's a good decision. Yeah. Well, that is a good decision. Yes. We've all been that soldier. We've all been that soldier. First tee at old course, I had a two iron in my hand, and I hit it, and I hit it a little lower and thinner, but that was okay. I st stepped away a little bit, but I was thinking I could just kind of cut a little driver down here about yards and get it, get off and going. So, but, you, but you, go ahead. You end up, you end up, uh, you end up bringing some things in play with a driver off the first that should never be in play. You know, like the bun is never in play if you hit a, the proper tee shot. But the proper tee shot now is not a driver. It, it used to be way back, way back, way back when, but now it's not. You know, it's just, it's for a guy who can hit it solid and properly, it's a, it's a long iron. It's yeah. a long iron and a wedge hole. It's, it's only three... 50 or something, whatever it is. Um, so it's not a driver because that just, I mean, you know, it's a massive fairway, but that probably cuts it in what, a third, maybe something like that. Yeah, it's, but you know, and it's kind of like all, all, um, or not all, most. Um, links golf courses you may have noticed or you may not have noticed I don't know but the first hole at a links golf course is generally pretty easy generally pretty straightforward you know just kind of move you along to the the second hole and and you know you feel like you're in the game and you're, you're kind of moving along you know think Troon St Andrews you know Carnoustie's not that difficult um I thought Carnoustie's first hole to be into the wind, not not the easiest to no. ride. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, but when you compare it to most of the other seventeen, it's well, not that tough. Right, that's you fair. Know. You don't know that when you when you've never played it before. No, no, this is the opener. No, you, do you do not. No, I'll tell you a great story about Carnoustie though. I had a chap similar to you, a guy Mark, um, who was from Australia, and. He was on his own and he'd come over and run, he'd actually come over, run the London Marathon and then come up to play a bit of golf. And I was driving him, right? So that's great. So a couple of days in, we're going to Kernesty and he's playing. And he's obviously getting fixed up with two or three other guys who are on holiday or whatever. So we go along and the four guys are on the tee. And I'm standing there and I look along the kind of walkway behind the first tee and there's Paul Laurie coming, walking towards us, right? So I know Paul. Um, Paul and I uh, would be pals, right? So he spots me and he's like, he's kind of waving. And I was like, oh, okay. 
and he, he comes over and I said, Paul, I said, I've got somebody to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, okay, okay. Oh, great, great, great. So I introduced him to Mark and Mark's like, oh my God. And he knew exactly who it was. And he's like, oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. And he had the claret jug with him, right? So Mark gets a wee look at the claret jug on the first tee and all this stuff, right? It's just great, right? And off he goes and plays. So... I come back and pick him up later on and I said, well, how'd you go on? He went, oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. That was great, that was great. And I really enjoyed it. He said, but what about, what about meeting Paul Laurie on the first tee? And I said, yeah, I said, I just happened to be on the phone to him last night. So I phoned him up and I said, I, said, I just happened to be on the phone and I said, I said, just said to him, I said, listen, I've got a guy playing tomorrow. I said, any chance you can just pop down and say, to, say hello to him while, while he's on the first tee? And he believed me. <laughs> I'm like the whole way, the whole way home from St. A- from Kernisty to St Andrews, and he's like 100% bought this. And I had to say to him, there, I had to say to him, I was like, Mark, that was just pure fluke. I, I do know Paul, but you know, <laughs> he was like, oh my god, did you already get the tip at that point? <laughs> uh, no, no, this was only the, the second or third day, but but kind of like you um kind of like you i'm still in touch with mark and and uh, uh he's he's a really good guy actually he's a super super fella well, the um, next, next time i come over you know uh uh i'm i'm, I'm either going to come solo and you're going to help put a game together in a week of semi debauchery um and we're going to no, no one's driving so put it that way and uh <laughs> and uh plenty of yeah. uh, and we'll do it that way and we'll yeah sounds good I got a bad shoulder. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't tell you this, by the way. This is a story. That uh-huh. week before I had come there, I had built a retaining wall, stuff, like 550 bricks. I knocked it out in like four days. I was so happy because I was like, I'm going to get this done before I go to Scotland. And so that whole week, I couldn't pick up my bag. I literally was like, it turns out, it, I, didn't, I had ripped my biceps on both sides and torn my labrum on my shoulder and my rotator cuff doing this. And I played 36 a day in Scotland right afterwards. And so I, I have shortened my swing a hair since then um, to be oh. able to, but, I, but I only play like once every, I don't know, uh, seven years now. And so uh, uh-huh. I still, I can still shoot it and I'm still very happy. Like, so what had happened is I found that I play better because if I can keep the swing under pain, I can still, you know, you watch like these, these pros that only go to their waist anymore. There's no long swing yeah. anymore. The, the game. Tony Fine. Yeah. Yeah, the games the games changed and it's twenty under the masters. Stop. Come on, I mean, I'll tell you what, I can take a ten on don't twelve. I don't expect Tiger to. Uh, so I certainly can. Um, do you know it's funny? I didn't really feel like he hit that. I didn't really feel like he had too many bad shots to make ten. I I've you done. Know. I know I've made a twelve and hit four perfect drives in the exact same tree. <laughs> But every time. Don't, don't get me don't get me started on uh, the, the how golf score at the moment. Uh, we'll be here forever. Well, I, I will say this though. So I, I, you know, I don't know who's you know. I like you. Like thirty six people are going to watch this, so they're going to really love it. But when they do, they should know something uh, about your chipping, and they're not going to believe it. I know. I, I know. I. Do, do you have a leather couch? You want to lay down and talk about it? Do you want to talk? You know, you've shot. I think sub sixty before. Have you not done that one? No, 60. I've done it 63 times. You know, if you shoot 80, it's kissing your sister. But if you shoot 70, 
that's also maybe kissing your sister. But shooting 60, I don't know what the right term would be. I think it's still pretty awesome. But you got to feel a little like, oh, I could have gotten one more. I'm, I'm not sure if I can say it on this uh, podcast. Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, AI with attitude, man. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. The shooting 60 is fucking the prom queen. Oh, wow. Okay. You saw prom? When she, that one? When, she, when she wasn't your date. Oh, Right. No, we don't. Do, we don't really do. It. Well, we, I think they do prom now. Um, well, we never did prom when I was a kid. How do you add that into a culture that doesn't have prom? It doesn't even make sense. I, I have no prom. idea. Imagine the first year they went around. All the kids are like, "What? Why would we do that?" Interesting. Yeah. Well, it, it's like, um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so anyway, back. The Which, point, well, I think, I think you should like, well, to an opening round once in the Scottish PGA or something crazy. And now uh-huh. what I'm about to say is every time you chip, what goes through your mind? Get on the green. Please. <laughs> on the green. <laughs> Make contact. Don't chunk it. Um, it. Yeah, it's not pretty. It's every not, it's not good. It's as not as good. As you are. Every time you get a bummy step. That that's going through your head. Yep, <laughs> that is not good. Um, uh, where was I playing this year? So the Scottish PJ. So we had a Scottish PJ this year, right? And um, I finished. I think I finished fourth. I think I finished, but I, I've not been playing any golf. Um, that I played four rounds there, and that was me to my 10th round of golf this year. Um, and I was going along fine, and I had I missed two greens in a row and double hit both chips. So now that's not a penalty. That's, so, I mean, you're, that's huge for you. <laughs> so I was celebrating. But I, I literally double hit, and I, I double hit two in a row, um, and kind of, but then on both times, then had to chip again, straight after because I hadn't actually got it to go far enough to be able to putt it now. Um, so uh, yeah, that was pretty ropey. Um, I think I made one double and one bogey, but I'm sure it was the third round. Because everything's changed now, so you mark you mark your score on an app, right? And your your playing partner has to agree your score and what have you. But on the app, this is how this is how um, how little interest I had taken. It took me until the fourteenth hole on the third round to realise that there was a leaderboard on the app, right? <laughs> so didn't know. And I'm like, oh, look at that. And, and I, I pulled the thing down by mistake. And it kind of, sometimes as they want to do, they kind of pop up the screen. And I was like, oh, there's the, that's the guy that's leading. And there was a score beside him. And I'm going, oh, yeah. And I, I scrolled down a wee bit and I realized I was tied second. And then I missed two greens in a row, double. <laughs> so I went double bogey, bogey. And, but I think, I, I think I birdied the last two to kind of get back within touching distance. But... Yeah, I, I mean, if you said to me, if you said to me, which one would you take to make yourself a million pounds, a, a five iron into the green or a fifty yard pitch, 
and all you've got to do is hit the green. I would have the five iron every day. I've, I've um, seen you do five iron. I would agree with you. I've seen you also chip a few yards. So yeah. for the viewer's discretion, we did have a small competition at the castle course coming in with, with seven irons, starting at about 130 yards with various bunker lies. And I would like everyone in this, all 36 people to know who paid who 20 pounds. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I lost. You didn't expect that bunker side seven iron out of me. I, I tell you what. But no, I, I did not. After, I did I, not, but, but also, so when we did play together, I will say, because, and I'm making my excuse, so just take it and love it, is I didn't realize how injured I was by the end of that week <laughs> until I got home. And so I was, I was cashed out. But um, I was pretty good, though. Uh, oh, that's very kind of you. I, I, you know, but I got to tell you, um, shift, shifting from, I mean, I, you have so many stories and we, and I love this and I appreciate the technology element. I didn't realize that that, you know, it, this can be on AI nerd for sure. Now you talk about tech and scoring forever. It was against the rules to know the leaderboard or use any device because that gave an advantage to those behind. Why is that for the, the purposes of TV and they're doing that now or? No, no, it was COVID. So, um, COVID regulations, so you can't, um, so you're now, <laughs> when you hear this, so you get a preferred lie in a bunker because there's no rakes on the bunker, in the bunkers. Okay. In Scotland, no rakes in the bunkers, right? Use a little you're sand not, before you touch it. <laughs> yeah, you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to take the flag out of the hole. You have to put with the flag in, right? Um, and no scorecards change between the two players. So if you and I go out and play, you mark both scores and I mark both scores on our phones, on the app, right? And then we go in at the end and they'll say, they'll say to me, right, Thomas has scored 444, 344, and they rattle through the scores and you check them off that way. Um, but, while you're on the golf course, they take your score from just from what you put in. So you could put in anything you wanted, really. Um, but you're kind of hoping that most guys would be honest and say, right, well, no, I actually did have a four there or a three or a five or whatever. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a little little leaderboard on the on the app thing, and so it was all very strange. Um, uh, going into playing a playing a tournament, um, particularly um, the preferred line of bunker, I actually stopped after a while because the first couple of times I hit it in a bunker, I actually the first time I I hit it in a bunker in a tournament, I actually automatically picked it up and or mapped it and picked it up because I was like, oh, I got a preferred line. But in actual fact, the lie I had in the bunker was perfectly good. But then you almost automatically give yourself too good of a lie. So you're now going, oh my, oh, I don't, don't, oh. And I ended up hitting some two or three terrible bunker shots, um, which, uh, which cost me a couple of shots. And then I kind of decided after that that I was going to... Um, if it was in a footprint or something, then yeah, okay. But if it was if it was just an ordinary lie in the bunker, I would just leave it and that be it. Yeah, I mean, you don't practice perfect lines ever, right? That never. No, happens. you don't. You don't. And and you know, like, yeah, it was just. It's just been. 
it's just been strange all round, hasn't it? You know, like I suppose look on the look on the the positive side that we were lucky to get a few things to play in, um, which was great. Um, so we got the PGA and then we got another tournament and then we had a pro am up north, which was really good where we played Dornoch, Castle Stewart and Nairn, uh three three days. Um, which was fantastic, obviously. Um, three great golf courses, which um, you should definitely come over and, and have a look at because... What did you guys, you know, you know blocking all us <laughs> Americans, you know? Would you guys build a wall too? My word. <sighs> Don't. So, that's a good question. So, so tell, me, tell me what's changed because your country's effectively shut down, isolated. It's not national lockdown, but... Um, yeah, so we're we're not in lockdown at the moment in Scotland, right? So we have a tiered system at the moment. So England are in lockdown, right? Wales have been in lockdown. Um, we had the first lockdown, but we've not been in lockdown since, right? So England have been in lockdown since. Wales have been in lockdown since. Scotland have like a tiered system um, where you get a number between one and five, um, and I think. Four means, well, five's obviously lockdown, right? Um, and one's, you know, great. Five, I think, is three, which means that we can have restaurants open, general shops open, um, that kind of thing. Glasgow is a four, which means no restaurants, only essential shops open. And uh, there's all these different rules of you can't meet this person and this person. And yeah, you're only allowed three people in your house and you know, you know all these different things. Uh, out, uh, you don't like. Get out. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to keep up. It's so hard to like the, the messaging from our side has, has been terrible because we have... We have a Prime Minister, then we have a First Minister here, then we have a First Minister in Wales and a First Minister in Ireland. And I think all four of them, when this all started, had a different message. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of like, how can you all just not get together and go, right, okay, on this one thing, we really need one strategy. Right. We really need one. It doesn't matter whether we all agree or like, let, let's all get together and try and have one cohesive plan that everyone can stick to, but nah, they couldn't do that. So but is the, the economy there, which is lots of tourism for sure. It, it's, you, yeah. can't, you can't go there. I mean, like, you know, it, I'm sure it's like a local's dream right now that to get the courses back for themselves and have fun. It, but it, it only goes so long till yeah, no one's making money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you talk about that, you know, like, you know what my job was. So my job disappeared in a day. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much gone. Um, and I was kind of lucky um, because there's other people that it's happened to that I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, but I was lucky that I got another job um, within, within, a, within a couple of days, certainly, uh, as, a, as, a, as a maximum. Um, I uh, got a job working as a like a, effectively in a call center for a, a supermarket chain. So, um, 
it's uh, it makes you appreciate your job. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You know, um, there's only so many phone calls you can take about somebody's milk that's missing from their online groceries and that kind of thing that you just think, oh, come on. It, you know, people complaining that they can't get a slot and saying to you they don't understand what the problem is and you're like, well, have you ever turned the news on? You know, like, you know, global pandemic going on. Yeah, do you ever um, um, do you ever go slow down and, and then talk to him like a golf announcer? Okay. Oh. <laughs> That would be. I may, I may, I'm off tomorrow, but I may do. I may do that on Saturday. Yeah, and remember, you can do whatever you want on your last day. Just throwing it out there. But if you do, oh yeah, just record it. <laughs> just get something else on it first. Um, do do you do any uh like I mean yeah, you know is there any, is there any market for uh, online coaching still of golf like where you can people I mean do you want would you even want that's, to do I mean, that's, um, there are so many people that do that. There are just so many of them um, that I don't know. I, I, it's not for me because I, I, I wouldn't coach somebody online or, or do golf tips online because golf tips, golf tips are not generic things. They are not generic, one-size-fits-all bits of information. You know, like, I I mean, you're a fairly big dude, right? You're quite tall and and, and rangy and what have you, right? So my tip to you wouldn't be the same as my tip to somebody who's five foot six that might also be watching the same video, you know? It might work for you. If it works for you, it's not working for... Five yeah. six. Well, I think I was thinking it differently where, you know, exactly. Look, you have a physical capability, you're watching a swing. And, and, and I think that it'd be definitely more personable. I, I definitely, I, I'll, I'll push back on you a bit here. I would say mm-hmm. you could do it on, on a video conference piece um, because a lot of the stuff that you'd learn and retained would be recorded. But let's get past mechanics. The things that you really could value and add in are how to think. I mean, like you don't shoot, yeah. you don't shoot what you shoot. And I'll tell you, I've been a very good athlete in my life. And the days that I've always played the best is when I've felt like shit and I had to hit a three wood with a ninety yard draw because I couldn't do anything else, <laughs> like something like a left hip hurt, and it's the only shot I had in the bag. But then I shoot three under, and I'm like, I'm missing how to play this game because you feel horrible and you're you're reduced down to something, and you have to just. So the point is, I have no clue how to think around a golf course because I didn't really start playing seriously until I was twenty three, twenty four. So I have this. Yeah, the the reason the reason you play well those days is what I don't know. I'm what? too stupid to figure. It's, be, it's because you. It's because you just play the game. Do you, do you see the value though? So many, Go back to what I'm yeah. telling you. I think your yeah. online piece is that. And, and that isn't generic and, and no one, and I think you can make a, a you, you hear, I will say this. Yeah. There's a ton of guys doing gimmicks. There's a lot of things you can go do out there that would be consumable. Sure. But there's very few people who've won the things you've won. You're in a, you know, you're okay. Fine. You're not in the, you know, the, the PGA tour card. None of those guys are ever going to do that anyway. So you can just wipe out anybody playing on tour to do these things. 
However, there are very few people who have done what you've done in golf and have the knowledge and know how to win, regardless of whatever the circumstances were. Uh, and there's a lot of people, a lot of people who would certainly pay well for that knowledge <laughs> around there. And I, I mean, yeah. it. Like, I'd be that how to think around a course and how to, when you say play the game, you're talking about something that's innate. So if someone describes their game to you, you'd be like, well, that's great. And great. And they'll throw all that shit out. And then, but how did you do this? Or how did you think about that? Why did you, and I bet you that's the learning and that's the value right there. The, not, not the, the best way, the best way to the, 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 some of the best rounds of golf I've ever played. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I mean, one of them was, I remember playing at, Edsel, which is a course in between uh, kind of here and Aberdeen. And I don't remember, a few problems going on at, the, at that particular time in life. Now, it's probably about an hour, an hour and 15 minute drive to the golf course from here. Driven to the golf course, don't remember. Played the first 16 holes. Don't remember a thing. 17 at this course is a par three down the hill. It's kind of long par three, maybe a couple of hundred yards. And I hit a five iron to about eight feet. And I remember standing, this is the first thing I remember of the day, and it's now like four o'clock. Don't remember anything else. I remember standing over this putt, and I'm thinking to myself, and I had this putt to, to go, I think I had to go eight under. Yeah, eight under par. And I'm thinking, if I hold this, I've got a wee chance I could win today. Right? And sure enough, missed the putt. Luckily enough, the last are par five, and it's a fairly straightforward par five. You can get on in two easy. So I knocked on in two, two putted and shot eight under anyway. And as it turns out, one. But the fact still remains that I... It's probably one of the very, very few rounds of golf that I can't tell you exactly what I did um, up until that moment. And as soon as I had some kind of thought of, I could win, I missed. You know, and, and you go, <clears throat> well, that tells you something. That tells you that... and. You, know, you look at the guy that just won the Masters, right? Now, when you watch him on the golf course, it, it doesn't matter if he's five under or five over. He looks exactly the same. And you think back to um, losing at Chambers Bay and losing the PGA at, um, remember the one in the bunker? Yeah, and he lost the yeah. US Open. At Pebble Beach one year, and you know, yeah, and lost the US Open at Pebble Beach one year. No change, none, none whatsoever, exactly the same. Like to the point where people were literally falling over themselves because he was crying uh, after he won the Masters because it was some kind of emotion. And you go, Well, obviously, the guy's got some kind of emotion, but he's he's trained himself so well over the years to play golf on a flat line that he's now fantastic at it. And obviously there is emotion and but when somebody loses, they don't have to go to the 
prize ceremony and you know get the trophy because they've lost so they can go home so he's probably in the car you know smashing smashing the life out of the car or, or, or you know whatever whatever he's doing or you know um Maybe, so, know, maybe at that point he was doing drugs. We don't know. But uh, <laughs> well, there is that. Yes, uh, I mean allegedly, obviously. <laughs> allegedly, sure. Let's go. Well, I know when you did steroids. I mean, if you look at your physique now, <laughs> you, you've gotten <laughs> off of them clearly. <laughs> I mean, at one point you were six foot seven and two hundred sixty pounds. Now you're you're five eleven. Uh, well, with uh, the beard, a little long, a little taller. Yeah, yeah. But I, so I, I go back, like you know. You, you, I would say you're lucky because, you know, from a number of reasons and, and, and well-earned, like you've put the time in, you've, you've, you've achieved something in a sport. And because of that, you've created a you know, confidence personality. You, you took something that was, you know, you, you had a propensity to do well. And probably likely because of that, you, you, you'd helped you have relationships with people to find work when you needed it. And, and you'd, you keep the attitude and the spirit up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in your mind, you're like, I really would like to get back to playing at some point, you know, once the seniors tour open up, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, maybe, maybe. But, Let's see. But there's, I think, you know, you're lucky. I, I do believe, um, you know, you have to want to go do it. But I, I know just knowing enough Americans that are just desperate to get better, they would, they'd hand you at least thirty dollars for that. Well, <laughs> I did. I did more than thirty-six of them to make a living, man. Right. Just do them in ten-minute increments. Stop playing. Next one. Stop playing. You too. Go ahead. Everyone quit here. Yeah. Everyone stop. But uh, as a as a as a community, you said the school kids are back to school. Is is uh, mm-hmm. you're still in St. Andrews living in the yes. Is it mm-hmm. is it decimated? Is it are people getting by or are they just waiting? No, it's busy. It's busy. Is it? See during yeah. See during the summer, the place was mobbed, but it's obviously English people. So it's all in, um, it's in country then. So people are enjoying it. And yeah. yeah. So like the, the golf courses are still really busy. Um, like we played today, my flatmate and I, we had a game of golf today. Um, and the only course we could get was the castle, which is very unusual for what November. You normally, you normally just walk down and go on the golf course. No problem. Um, but the only the only the only slot we could get was the castle course, which uh, we obviously took, and it was fine. It was actually a nice day, so yeah. But it, it's been busy, um, and obviously now kind of getting it's now getting to more normal time where there wouldn't really be um, tourists here anyway just now. So it's so when the tourists aren't here, it's students. So the students come in and and they are not um, they're not normal students. You know, it's not it's not your average student who comes to St Andrews. Um, what like, are, what, what, what do you mean by that? So are they are uh, fluent or they're crazy? I, what, they're, they're well, not- very very affluent. Um, so with that, they bring a lot of money. Um, you know, it's not, you, you see a lot of students driving around in Mercs and stuff like that. You know, it's just like, you know, you're supposed to be living on tins of beans and beer when you're a student. You know, like, that's it. That's what you eat and that's what you drink. 
Whereas it's it's not like that here. They're all, you know, cocktails and fancy cars and this, that, and the next thing. But yeah, so so they're all here now, um, which is great. <laughs> you love it. It's great. You know, you need to get a poker match going and just get some solid collusion and just start taking that money in a poker match. I mean, that, that's that's the next step. If I was any good at poker, I would. It, it just cheat. It's just easier. It's so much easier to cheat. How do you math? cheat at poker? Oh, you got to use a Google machine for this one. You, you're creative. You're a golfer. You know how to roll. You know, you can make people look over here while you, you roll the ball a little bit. I mean, you know how you yeah, but, but you're a golfer. You're a golfer. Therefore, you play by the rules. That's by definition. That is. Just change the rules. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are rules exactly? Because now you can hit a flag stick, right? Now you can pick your own line the bunker. Soon we'll have 35 well, clubs in the bag. I mean, who knows? Oh, I don't know. But as long as they do something about the damn golf ball, I don't mind. Yes. The, the, the golf balls are getting out of control, you're saying? They're getting too, too good? Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we've just watched... We just watched Augusta, right? So you take in, you, you take it, the four, the uh, fifth hole, fifth hole, yeah. So they've lengthened it by forty yards. Two years ago, mm-hmm. to bring it back to being a relative long two-shot hole, right? And I listened to a podcast. I listened to a podcast today, um, and it was a guy, Lucas Michelle guy who won the U.S. Mid Amateur. He's an Australian guy. Um, and he said that he had driver six iron and driver seven iron. Right? And he's not the longest. Right? But you've got Bryson there who's hitting a drive and a wedge. Now, this year it's one. Right? This year it's him. Next year it might be three. Right? Two years after that, uh, uh, the year after that, it'll be five. And then three, four, five, six, ten years, down, or eight years down the line, it's 40 that are doing that. So in 10 years' time, if we don't sort this out just now, you're going to be watching, you're going to be watching a long driver that has learned how to chip and putt. That's what you're going to be, that's what you're going to watch. Um, if he comes here in 22 and they've not done something about the golf ball I dread to think how many greens he drives if it's nice weather and they've got you know um, I mean a bit a bit of hard and fast and a bit of run and stuff like that he's I, driving yeah I mean it, I know my small experience there you could hit two irons 18 feet off the ground they go 300 yards if, if, yeah and so those guys will hit way less than that and then hold over and spin and i mean yeah the, the game yeah. it'll and that has nothing to do with the ball as even much as is just their overall strength is true i mean golf's got no some- it's, it's it's not strength it's 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 equipment well fair it's enough equipment. and you can so, with perfectly trained athletes for it too yeah so if you if you take if you take bryson as an athlete right Right, fair enough. He's gone away. He's changed his body. He's made himself massively strong. Right, brilliant. Right, 
But what else has happened? The golf ball doesn't curve anymore, right? It doesn't curve offline anymore. Once you get to a certain level of ability, if, you've, if you're within that parameter, it is pretty hard to make it go really far offline, right? You'll see the odd one here and there, but to all intents and purposes, it flies pretty straight. It doesn't really swerve or spin anymore. Um, and it doesn't really matter where you hit it on the face of the club. It, you still get roughly the same result. So you've got a big, massive guy and no risk. None. You know, if, you, if you think back to... Could you even think back to... I don't know, 2000, right? If I think to about 2000, 2001, 2002, round about Pro V1 time, right? You could properly hit some wild shots. Like, 80 yard over there, Crazy stuff. Over there. You know, like just massive hook, massive, not so much massive slice because they would tend to go higher and softer, but you get some pretty wicked hooks, right? You very, very rarely see that now. You hardly ever see that. So you've got, you've got unbelievable, you've got guys who've fine-tuned their body, but they've also got perfect equipment that works, that, that, like the golf ball doesn't swerve, doesn't curve anymore, it doesn't spin anymore. So they can stand up there, hit it as hard as they want, and the thing just flies in a, a straight, roughly where they've, where they've aimed it in the first place. Do you think they've Follow set the courses up to be easier now so they can encourage better scoring, like longer drives, softer greens? Do you think, do you think that's a, a factor as well, that it's, you know, the greens are perfect when they have them as well, but they're set up for success? For, for the well, it's always been like that, though. Right. So, I mean, I think, back, I think back to when I played, like, kind of, European tour stuff, that type of thing. The place was the places are perfect. They are perfect. They're always going to be perfect because the greenkeeper wants it to be perfect because he wants everybody to come away and say his golf course is fantastic. Right? So that's always going to be the case. The problem just now is that the test that these guys are given every single week is the same test. It's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I had a brilliant, a, a brilliant bit of uh, a brilliant point of view on it was Jeff Ogilvy, who U.S. Open champion, right? And he said the reason the equipment is the way it is is because that's what the test that's handed out requires. So the test that is handed out to these golfers is hit it as far as you can and then deal with it from there, right? If the test was hit it to that point there or else you can't get it on the green, right? If the test was hit it 240 yards off the tee into the left half of the fairway or else you can't hit it on the green because the right-hand side, it all slopes away or, or this, that, and that, whatever it may be, um, then, you know, with the current equipment, you couldn't keep it on the green. Then the current equipment changes. So if you give these guys a shorter, trickier golf course, the equipment changes. Because all of a sudden, 
the test is not hit it as far as you can. The test is hit it to a certain point and then have the equipment that then means that you have to have control of your golf ball and spin it and do this and do that and do the next thing to keep it to get it on the green or get it close to the hole. Tell me the best holes in the world. Tenth at Riviera. Short. Yeah. Twelfth at twelfth on the old course. Twelve at um, uh, Augusta is still pretty pretty tough. Twelve at Augusta, eight on eight, eight at Troon. You know, the, be, the 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 best golf holes in the world are not five hundred yard par fours. They're just not. You know, you know? that same time period, two thousand, when they started tiger proofing everything, and, and and when they did it, I was like, my opinion was they're not tiger proofing anything. What they're doing, no. is they're making it easier for him to win. Yeah. Because he, he hit it the furthest. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, right? I've, I've got nothing wrong with guys hitting it far. Nothing, right? Like, if, if, like to, to, my, to my mind, McElroy, Johnson are, yeah, probably those two are the two best drivers of a golf ball in the world, right? Well, not, not Colin Montgomery? I mean, at the moment. <laughs> okay, sorry. Monty was pretty good, though. Um, but like you know, like like they would be Greg Norman level. Greg Norman was a phenomenal driver of a golf ball, right? Um, but but McElroy and Johnson, they don't get the advantage that they are actually due because no harm to them. But you know, Patrick Cantley can hit it just as far. When he shouldn't be able to, you know, Patrick Reed can hit it within fifteen yards of them when it should be forty. You know what I mean? It, it should be forty. Jordan Spieth, he can hit it within fifteen yards of them when it should be more than forty. <laughs> like eighty. You know, like, <laughs> but that's equipment. That's it. Equipment makes everybody else better, and it hampers the guy who's that real skill. Like, it's the same when you go to the other end of the game, the guys who are phenomenal at putting, well, all these mad putters are there and all these different things that are there that line you up and this, that, and the next thing. You never see a great putter using one of them. Never. Great putters use something really, really simple. And they use it because they're great putters. You know, so... I think that if, if they, I think that if they, they roll the ball back and maybe not, maybe not. It doesn't have to be that much, that that great a distance, but make it spin, make it swerve again. Do you think uh, there could be a second class of like there's different types of golf tournaments then where in this one your driver can have this kind of coefficient or you can whatever it is that you have to use these types of balls that have high spin, high rate, and they're only qualified to some degree. And it's a different game. It comes out and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a 6,000 yard course and you know, good luck to you. I, I'd, enter, I'd enter one of them. Oh, I, I've, seen, I've seen you hit a ball. I would agree. You should. That'd be interesting. It'd be fun to watch, yeah. right? It's, they start showing the tracks. They start going and watching the hook around. Yeah. Well, like, well, you know, like every golfer, like, who are the best people? Who are the best golfers to watch on that track, man? There's two. I have no idea who. Tiger and Bubba Watson. Oh, that guy! Can the be best. I can curve balls. Oh my word! 
they're the best two to watch on a track man or you know when they do the tracer thing on the shots and all that stuff they're the best two to watch because they're probably there's very very few actually move it both ways very few and those two do you know you make it a you might get a little bit of it out of Tommy Fleetwood, but it's not much. But he moves it both ways. Um, but those are the two best guys to watch on that tra- on the tracer because the ball moves. Now, you imagine every golfer where the ball moved. You'd actually find out, you'd actually find out who the best are. Now, the best are still going to be Rory, Dustin Johnson, um, Kepka, etc., etc. But there'd be a few others who would appear. You know, like there'd be people who would appear that you go, oh, I didn't think he was that good. And there'd be some that would absolutely disappear off the face of the earth. I mean, what's the biggest travesty of? There's two absolute travesties of the Pro V1. Right? I don't know. I, I know the. The last time I played with one, the Pro V1X was the better ball, and I came back this year, and it's not the same ball anymore. That was no, 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 no. no. There's, two, there's, there's, two, there's two golfers, right? So when the Pro V1 came about, right, Justin Leonard was top 10 in the world. He's won the Open. Phenomenal player. Absolutely phenomenal. Just a, a brilliant, brilliant golfer. A proper golfer. High, low, left to right, right to left. Phenomenal, right? Pro V1 appears to all intents and purposes. Career pretty much ends as a, comp- as a competitor. Pretty much gone, right? Because of the golf ball. Kenny Perry, as they say in Scotland, couldn't hit doors at Halloween. And goes on and makes millions because of equipment. Because he can only do one thing, Kenny Perry. He can only hit a hard draw. That's it. Can't do anything else. Um, but equipment gave him a career. So which one do you want? Do you want a game where it's skill and, you know, not that I'm saying there's no skill to hitting it far, but it can't be the only skill in the game. It has yeah, no, I. It's interesting. It's a perspective I haven't even thought about. But if you think about what you could do, what could be happening with that? If you had, like I said, like a secondary class ball and, and, and tournaments around that, where you just put rules like mm-hmm. these are the balls you're allowed to use in these. And it'd be interesting if there was a tournament that incorporated both, where there's some holes you're gonna you're gonna be hitting. If you're not a long drive, you know you're gonna be hitting a five wood into, and yeah. these guys are gonna wedge. Yeah. And there's other ones where. They won't be able to curve it around this tree, so they have to hit it under it, pitch out, and they're going to be chipping because there's like there's just a, just a tree in the way. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? Like the, the the one thing that you know, the big thing about golf and the golf ball, right? The two most famous golf courses in the world are well, it, old course and uh-huh. Augusta. Yes. Right. So it's the old course in Augusta, right? Now, as you know, the old course, when you play the old course, you've got a tee on the putting green at the second. You've got a tee on the new course. You've got a tee on the Eden course. You've got another tee on the Eden course. And you've got a tee that's out of bounds. Right? Five holes. 
that's not right. Augusta have bought land off the golf course next door to build a tee. That's not right. Right, something has gone wrong. See when, uh, see when Pete Sampras and Goran Ivanisevic and and all these different people, like the big server guys, were just winning at tennis all the time. Seeing as this is an American audience, did they make Flushing Meadows bigger? Did they? Did they no. dump the ball down in tennis? I don't know what happened. Yeah, they slowed the ball down, and what did they get out of it? They got. Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, three of the best of all time. Three of the top five players of all time after they slowed the, the tennis ball down. That's what they got. Now, from a business standpoint, I think it makes sense to do it because they'd have up with a whole bunch of new equipment you'd have to go get. So <laughs> it's not bad maybe to turn. Yeah, you know, like, like if they slow the golf ball down, right, Titleist are still going to make the best golf ball, right? Pretty much. Well, second best. Bridgestone make the best golf ball. But you're, 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 a, you're a Strickstone guy. You're a Strickstone guy, right? Uh, no, not anymore. I, I've moved on to the Chrome Soft, actually. It's quite good. quite like it. Um, but uh, the Bridgestone... This, this section is brought to you by Chrome <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Chris Kelly, St. Andrews. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can have... Yeah, they've got to do something because St. Andrews and the old course, uh, St. Andrews and, and Augusta, I beg your pardon, are, they're the lucky ones. They're the lucky golf courses, right? You know, like your golf course at home there, right? You can't, you, you're not surrounded by five other golf courses and tons of land. And you also can't afford to buy the golf course next door. To make it longer, you know. So, if things keep going further and further and further and further and further, there's yeah. no way to play golf. No, I, I, I. You know, you do live like maybe a mile or a couple of kilometers. I, don't, I can't remember what the, the well, about a mile from RNA. So, <laughs> yeah. Door. Oh, oh, don't worry. See the see the um, distance thing they did I have they, they did like a distance survey between the the RNA and the USGA and I filled it out um, uh, you could go online I went online filled it out and they phoned me and then there was a the point after that where if you got through the phone part you went to an actual debate in the RNA so they phoned me and I told them what I thought. I told them who I was because initially it was um, the first, I'm sure the first part was was anonymous, but you could include your phone number at the end. So they phoned me up after I'd filled out the survey, and you had to tell them who you were. So I told them who I was, what I did, and 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 you know all the diff different things, um, and uh, I told them my point of view. Um, and they, I, I never got invited to the, the kind of debate part of it. So it was obviously um, a bit too, I was obviously a bit too strong, but do you know what? Like, you kind of believe what you believe, and yep. it's, it's not good. I mean, if I just take my own personal, personal golf to, to this point, you know, 
if we go 20 years ago, I was 23 years old, right? Now, 23 years ago, or, or now, I probably hit the ball 25 yards further than I did when I was 23. That's not right. That's not right. Yeah. I'd right. say at 23, if I could keep it straight, I could. I think I, think I hit me 400 yards nautically as it turned. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I, I Chris, I, I appreciate all the time. I want to, I want to get a final thought from you. Uh huh. Next year, what do you think is going to happen? Just in your world, just about you. God, I, I don't know. I, do, I, um, I'll be surprised if things are back to normal. I'll be surprised. Um. I honestly think I'll probably be, I'll probably still be working in the call center. Um, but I mean, that's okay because I've got a job, you know, like it's not the job you want. Sure. But do you know what? There's plenty of people, there's plenty of people worse off. Um, I desperately hope that we're back to something of, um, Something of a more normal or or or, or uh, a, a more normal existence than we have been this year, because you know um, it's been pretty tough. It's not been good, um, you know, and it's not good for a lot of people. You know, people can't go and see their families and stuff like that, and you know that's not great. That's not great for people and their mental health or anything like that, you know, or, or, or even even physical health, you know, um, st- stuck inside all day and this and the next thing. But I would hope that we're, I would hope that we're back to something a little bit more normal. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe a wee bit more golf would be nice this year or I mean- next year. That would be lovely. For you to say you only had 10 rounds, you know, that's like, you've only had drink, 10 drinks of water, you know, Scott. Uh, for me, that's yes, that, fantastic that was, in, <laughs> that was in September. Ugh. That was September this year was was me. I played I played four rounds of golf. Now, where we played the Scottish PGA, like, you, you've been to Scotland and played great golf courses, right? This was a shocker. It's an awful golf course. It is truly abysmal. Um, just outside Edinburgh, kind of right in the, you know, built up city kind of area place. Horrible, horrible, horrible golf course. Um, always really wet and just miserable. Not not nice at all. So that's where I played six to ten of my rounds of golf. <laughs> <laughs> my first 10 it was just like what the fuck am I doing here this is- <laughs> hey you know what there's no better time than to do push-ups and planks than right now just get Absolutely. ready get ready for it you know the uh you know I I, I want to catch up with you again uh in the future here so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to work on a game I'm gonna play golf next week uh-huh. and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take your one advice is just make a good decision so I'm going to start off with whatever club I thought I was going to hit. I'm going to hit one different. <laughs> right. No, no, no. So, so never the right so, one on a par five. It's no, never no. Hit a club off. What's the handicap now? Uh, I think it's still like a 
one, but I, honestly, I right. probably played a six or seven. I mean, I, I, right. So, so here's how you get here's how you get back under control, right? So, see the fifteen man that's to give himself a putt for a par, right? Mm-hmm. Just I, hit the green. That's all. Just, I put it, just put it on the green, anywhere on the green. That's you not me, me. It's always the tee. Always the tee. As beautiful as I can hit irons. If, that's the thing. That's why I'm going to hit one less because I know I can get an iron on a green. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, let's catch up again soon. I hope so. And uh, we haven't even gone into the dating scene there yet. You know, you, you know, I can tell by your apartment that is there is probably at least two or three females in your life. Maybe Just, not. But. No, no, one, one. <laughs> One, I actually do have a girlfriend uh, at the moment. That's great. I managed, to, I managed, I managed to not, I managed to not fuck it up yet. So you know, there you go. <laughs> I haven't said anything here today that's going to ruin this, but um, I'm, I'm glad to see you're in, in the best spirits you can. You're a great oh, guy, yeah. uh, and and man, you know who knows? They'll come out of this. You mean you'll come out with? You've learned something new about yourself and, and your game, and, and you'll, you'll you'll launch a second career of or a third, maybe it's a fourth career at this point. In a, in, in oh, probably four. I, I truly, I truly, uh, I truly wish you the best, and I hope to catch up with you soon. And I, and I'm going to hold you to it. We're going to do the, the, the week of debauchery. No, Chris doesn't drive. Drive week. Uh, absolutely. I look forward to that. I appreciate it. Hey, have a wonderful evening. Thanks again, Chris. No problem. Take care. Cheers.